Pricing your jobs correctly is critical to making a strong profit, but 93% of plumbing, electrical, and similar service-based businesses make a massive mistake when pricing. Now, tune into today's podcast, and I'll explain what this mistake is and how to avoid it. Creating the best plumbing, electrical, or similar construction-based service business is not about being the best person in the field or working harder and longer until you crack it. It's about you learning the skills to become a great business owner and leader so you can create a powerful business that makes strong profit and does not depend on you. For the last 10 years, Tony Fraser-Jones has been advising construction-based service business owners to do just that. If you want to improve your profits, reduce the number of hours you work, and take greater control of your business, keep listening. If you want to get there faster, visit go.profitabletrady.com podcast. Here's Tony. Hi, I'm your host, Tony Fraser-Jones, and this is my sidekick, Phil Smith. Now, Phil is the COO here at Profitable Trading. So, Phil, can't wait to get into the topic today, mate. Looking forward to jamming on this, and I reckon this is going to make a whole lot of people listening happy because it's going to make them a bunch of money. So, what are we talking about today, mate? Well, we love making more money, don't we? So, mate, we're talking about how most people, when they're pricing their jobs, simply put a markup on their cost price. And then they think that that's their profit margin. So as an example, you might have your direct costs for a job and you're adding 20%. So let's say $1,000 worth of direct costs and you get a $1,200 sale price. Now, in that case, that's not your profit margin at all. And we're going to go into what you need to do to calculate that profit margin correctly. Yes, I think that's really important. That 20% is not a profit margin. It's a markup. That's right. And that's what most people use. So we'll unpack that today because this is massive. It's game changer for most people. That's right. So, hey, Tony, if we're not doing this correctly, mate, like what are we dealing with? Well, I think the big thing is you price work, you do the work, you think there's profit in the job, but when the cash lands in the bank, it's just not there. Or it's not what you think it should be. You know, well, it's there, but it's less. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking for 20% and I'm seeing 12. Yeah. What does this look like? It's kind of not what I thought it should be. It looked Mm. profitable when I priced it. That leads to cash flow issues. You get the feeling that you really don't understand what's happening with your financials and your business. And I think this is massive. So, you know, a lot of business owners, and I'm going to be going on a limb here, most of the business owners we talk with aren't really across how their business is performing financially. It's not something you get taught through an apprenticeship or a trade school. Often the person who was your, you know, you did your apprenticeship with, they probably didn't even know either. They had the same issue. So, you feel confused, yeah, which is not great. And it's difficult to grow and expand when you haven't got the money and you're not sure what's going on. And often what happens is if you don't have the money, you feel pinched for time because you know the cash flow is kind of tight. You don't feel like you want to hire or do anything to make life easier because it's like, wow, I don't know if the cash is going to be there. So that, that's definitely an issue. I think with that, Tony, as well, like obviously there's confusion in there and there's a lot of doubt. And I think from that also comes a lot of frustration. You know? Massive. We got guys and maybe they're confused, but they're also frustrated and they're doubting themselves. Like, hey, I thought I knew how to do this. I'm a great tradesman. Like, why can't I just get this right? And I think that's, you know, massively, massively frustrating. And at least to, yeah, that self doubt, which can be crippling. Right? Yeah, right. self doubt is huge. And it's, you go to see the accountant once a year and you're doing that is like trying to drive a car by looking in the rear vision mirror because all this stuff's happened. The accountant talks about a bunch of stuff and you're like, ah, uh, okay. Or even worse, mate, they don't tell you bugger all. My favorite <laughs> yeah. line from the accountant is, oh, you had a great year. You made money. Yeah. Well, thanks, mate. Let's, let's not get started on the accountants because you know <laughs> that I have a bit of a 
pet hate there, mate. Yeah, um, we won't get into Yeah, it. we'll get off target with All that right. one. Well, Tony, back to task, mate. If we get it right, what's on the cards for us? Well, you make more money, so your jobs are more profitable, which is key. And on-job profitability is like, that's the engine room of any you know, trader and contractor business. You've got to make money off the jobs. That's right. I think you feel on top of your numbers as well, so you feel like you're on the front foot, you understand what's going on, and that's confidence is huge for success. You can buy back some time because you've got the cash. Your cash flow is obviously better. And I think life is just better without hassle and money problems. Yeah, massively. I mean, there's nothing that an extra $100,000 wouldn't help with, right? That's right. And, mate, it's not that money's everything, not by a long stretch. But I tell you what, it does make things easier. And more importantly, as long as it's the money that we were expecting to see, you know, like I can start to plan for things. I can think about stuff I want to do and purchases I want to make or holidays I want to take, things that I want to achieve. Because I actually can plan for what should happen based on the workflow I've got coming in. Well, I mean, I hear a lot of people, business owners too, say, I don't need a lot of money. But most of them have never had it. So they don't know, you know, how much good you can do with it. And I can tell you one thing for sure. It's better to be miserable in comfort than Mm. miserable not in comfort. Or even better, mate. If you've got extra money, that's cool. Give some away. But wouldn't you rather have the choice? 100%. 100%. So, hey, Tony, I know you love a good story. Let's gather around that campfire team, bust out the marshmallows and... uh. Uncle Tone's got something for us. Yeah, let's get into it. I heard this story the other day, and I have no idea if it relates to what we're talking about today, but I'm going to try and make it do it because I just thought it was a good story. Is that okay, mate? (laughs) Yeah, I love it. Yeah, so it's a story about George Washington. So obviously, he was the first president of the United States of America, very famous, a bunch of places named after him. And he was out on his farm one day, was snowing and it was wet and cold worked out on his farm all day and he came back to the house that night and he got sick, had a sore throat. He was pretty unwell. And so they called the local, you know, the doctors to look after him. And like back in the day, back then it's like 1779 or somewhere around there, before 1800 anywho, they'd bleed people because they thought- You had ghosts in your blood, right? Well, they thought all the problems were in the blood. So they'd bleed people to make them well. So they bled him once and he didn't get any better. So they- bled him again. He still didn't get any better. Like, we must must do more bleeding. So they bled him again. Still didn't get better. They bled him again. And what do you know? He died. Well, he killed over, didn't he? He killed over. That was yeah. the end of George. Ran out uh, of petrol. He ran out of petrol. And, you know, they reckon he probably lost 40% of his blood. So that's probably what killed him. Well, most probably, I'd say. Yeah. So here's the thing. Anyway, how this relates is, look, they assumed that they understood what was going on. They assumed that, you know, the blood was what needed to be fixed. Well, here's the thing. If you price using markup in your business, most probably you're going to bleed your business to death. Yeah, without even realizing it. Without even realizing it because you're operating under a false assumption. That's right. Which is that your markup is your profit. Yeah. It ain't. It's not. Don't be like George. That's right. You got to know what's going on, guys. Like Understanding is the key. And hey, it's not 1779 anymore. There's there's ways to learn this stuff. So that's what we're diving into today. Yeah. Hey, Tony, why don't yeah, we not many, the po- not many podcasts back then. <laughs> no, there wasn't. There wasn't. Unfortunately, you could sit around and listen to the town crier. Yeah, that's so, right. Uh, maybe we should change the name, the town crier. Be a good one That'd for the be a good, good yeah, name. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into some solutions, mate. So, hey, how can we learn about you know actually making a margin here? Yep. I think the first thing is I guess, apologize. There's some numbers in this. <laughs> yeah. So, if you're driving around listening to this, don't like try and write it down because you might crash. And or at least good. pull over first. Yeah, pull over first. So I apologize, uh, but we'll you know, try and make it as easy as possible because numbers always are a bit hard to carry in your head. But I think the first thing that we have to understand is we can use markup when we're pricing, but we absolutely have to understand this concept called gross profit margin. And mm. there is a difference. 
So gross profit margin is your revenue or sales, what you invoice out, less the direct costs of doing the job. Well, let's dive into direct costs yep. a bit more. So what I are think, they, mate? I think in this case, we can get a bit confused, right? Like, what's a direct cost of the job? Well, for me, I mean, it is just that. It's what are the costs that are directly relevant to a specific job? Now, I don't mean jobs in general. A really good example of this is labor. I mean, labor and wages. Like, labor that's directly used on jobs, so you guys on the tools or in the field, hey, they're a direct cost because they're specifically allocated to specific jobs. Your team in the office that doesn't work on any job in particular, sure, the revenue you make on site or in the field, that's going to pay their wages indirectly, but directly you're not invoicing them out to anyone in particular. So they're not a direct cost. So for me, there's three key things you put in your direct cost. A, it's your direct labor on the tools. B, it's your materials used on that job. And C, it's any subcontractors that you may have used on that job. Yep. And one other thing might be if you hire equipment specifically for that job, that could potentially be a direct cost. For sure. So, so your gross profit is your revenue divided uh, minus your direct costs. So That's let's say, for example, a small renovation, bathroom renovation, your plumbing business, for example. And let's say the cost of the labor, the materials, and you need to use an electrician and a painter as subcontractors is $10,000. That's your direct cost. And you invoice the job out, the, the revenue is $13,000. So you make, in that case, you make a $3,000 gross profit. Pretty simple. Yeah. So the next step then is to actually figure out what your gross profit margin is. And this is where it gets interesting. So your gross profit margin is your gross profit divided by your revenue. In this case, it's 3000 divided by 13000 Now, trust me on the numbers, that's 23%. 23.07, but 23 is good enough, right? Yeah. I know <laughs> you like rounding, to be better rounding. You're fussy about things, mate. Let's go with 23%. If you're pulling a calculator out right now, guys, just do the rounding. Do the rounding. That's right. So it's 23%. So that's your gross profit margin. That's the actual profit margin on the job. Now, if you were thinking markup, you'd be thinking 30%. $10,000 right. cost, 30% is $3,000, gives us $13,000 in revenue. That's right. But that's not your profit margin. That's, that's just your markup. That's right. One thing I think is really difficult with this as well, Tony, is that often, if we think about it from a maths perspective, now don't worry guys, I'm not going to bother you too much here, but if we think back to fourth form algebra, the biggest thing here is that we're dealing with which numbers we know. That's year 10, by the way. Year 10 if you're a millennial. So in this case, yeah, fourth form algebra, I'm going to go with that. Yep. If we think about what numbers we know and what numbers we don't, some numbers are real, they're actually a number, and some are kind of X, right? And in this case, when we're pricing, that price number is X or Y or Z. We don't know it yet. We're figuring it out. So the number that we do know is the cost because we've estimated what it's going to cost us. Or maybe it's charge up work and you actually know what it costs you. So when you go to add a percentage, you're going to naturally add a percentage of the number you know because you can't add a percentage of a number I don't know yet. Really difficult thing with that is that's a markup because if the number I know is 10,000 and I add 30% of 10,000, I'm going to get 13000 but the thing is, is that now that my revenue is 13000 that same $3,000 gross profit is actually only 23% because it's of the number I didn't know. So how do I figure it out? Easy thing, your job management software does this for you, or we've got a couple of cool tricks that we can help you with as well. So the, the key thing is that gross profit margin is the actual profit. That's right. And But most people price for a markup, and that's the mistake they make, and that's costing them a lot of money because they think they're making 30% profit, but they're only making 23%. That's right. And there's a mathematical formula between markup and margin. So 
Now, a 30% markup will give you a 23% gross margin. A 75% markup will give you a 42.9% gross margin. A 100% markup will give you a 50% gross margin. So it gets bigger and bigger. That's the, right. The higher so the, the higher the gross profit margin you want, even higher that the markup needs to be. That's right. So I think the key thing, Phil, is a whole lot of numbers there. Key thing to take away is you've got to understand your gross profit margin. That's the key thing. Yeah. And then it's how do we actually use it? That's right. So I think the key with this is that we need to make sure that regardless of what we're doing, whether it's during our pricing process, whether it's in our back costing, any stage that we're looking at this, if we don't understand that key difference, then, hey, we could be looking at something and missing what's there. 100%. So I think that the two ways to use this, number one is to have a target. So when you're pricing work, you need a gross profit target that you're aiming for, gross profit percentage that you're aiming for. So you price the job, or if you're doing uh, charge-up work or time and terror, as I call it, <laughs> uh, if you're doing that work, you can do this as you build the invoice. That's right. So you price the work. You can use a markup to get a sale price, but then you must calculate the gross profit margin on that particular job and see how that compares to your target. Exactly. So, for example, if you're doing uh, service work, service and maintenance work, we recommend to our members, we want a high gross margin target. That might be 55, 60% or higher. Mm. And you check the job to see that if it's for, uh, say, building contractors, it might be the 35 to 40% GP margin. We check to see that we're on track with that. And if we're not, we tweak it. So there's profit in the job before we actually send the bid or the quote. Yeah, that's uh, right. And there's obviously some variance here between the trades and things, but we need to make sure we have a target so that we know whether or not we're on track. That's right. And you can you know, set your own target as a starting point and tweak from there. So first thing is have a target. The second thing is you want to back cost the job. And Phil talked about this. So when the job's done, you need to see how it went. So you actually go back, go through the job and work out, well, how did it go? How many hours you know, were put against the job? Did I use the materials? Was there any wastage and the subcontractors, et cetera? Put those in and then calculate what the gross profit margin was on the actual job and how that compared to the target. Because that's going to give you absolute goldmine of information. Exactly. And I think the big thing here, guys, we'll jump into back costing in a big way in a future episode. But I think the thing you need to understand is that it's all very well and good to price the job one way, but what actually happened? And that's what we're talking about with back costing. Was there a variance? You know, do I need to look deeper into that? But the key is, again, if I don't understand markup and margin and the difference, then even when I back cost, I'm looking at the wrong stuff and I'm missing what's there. Yeah. So you've got to back cost for the gross profit margin. And as you look at that, it can even, you know, maybe your pricing was wrong to start with. That might That's be the right. problem. It may not have been a productivity issue, or maybe it was both. Exactly. So key thing, I mean, to land this plane, Phil, as you like to say, is the mistake that 93% of people make is that they use markup as an indicator of their profit margin. It's not. Your gross profit margin is what you need to focus on. And That's that right. really simply is gross profit divided by revenue multiplied by 100, That's uh, which is different to your markup. If you don't understand this, you're going to be like George. You're going to bleed dry and you won't even know why because you're operating under you know, a false assumption about what your profitability actually is. That's right. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Profitable Trading Podcast. Please subscribe and join our free Facebook group. All the details in the episode notes and we'll let you know about future episodes as well when you subscribe. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time. Remember, it all starts with profitable pricing. 
Thanks for tuning in to the Profitable Trady Podcast with Tony Fraser-Jones. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this podcast, visit www.profitabletrady.com slash podcast or check out the episode notes for more details.